0: Hey, it's Ryan Doyle from TDR's Guaranteed Money. Why is Fanatics sitting on the sidelines instead of going public? We do a full breakdown of what to know and what to expect come the NBA playoffs. And crypto, could it finally change the gambling landscape once and for all? That and more as Guaranteed Money gets rolling. And welcome to TDR's Guaranteed Money. I am Ryan Doyle. That is millennial entrepreneur Anthony Verrill. Sir, good to see you.
1: Good to see you as well. It's been a a busy morning thus far.
0: It's been a busy morning. Elon's
1: Elon's buying Twitter. What do you think about that? Let's very quickly. Let's start. I love it.
0: He says he needs he thinks it needs to be private. So he's going to dig right in there and just buy the whole damn thing. This started out as him just taking a a chunk of the pie, but hot off the presses. Here we go. Elon Musk wanting to buy the whole thing. You love it. Why?
1: Oh, he's a genius. I mean, he took 9% of the shares in the, in his first tranche. Now he's holding their feet to the fire, giving them an, a buyout offer at 54.20 a share, which I think is around $37 billion in market cap um, to buy the entire company. And if they don't seriously entertain this offer, activists are going to start circling and people are going to start throwing more bids in. So, I mean, I actually think he's probably going to get it done here. And what's going to be great is Trump's getting his Twitter back. Not that I not not that I am a big big Trump We're person, starting but with hot the guys that all the got banned, the the, the 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 guys that all got banned for no reason are going to come back on Twitter. Well, he, there was a reason, but the guys that got banned for really just against free speech are going to get their Twitters back. Like Elon would literally make it a neutral platform for free speech, which it needs to be. It's what it should be. It's people's opinion. It's not fact. It's not. And it's not, you're not there for, for really just for, for bulletproof information. You're there for opinion and banter, which is what Twitter is made for. I think he would save the platform. Not, not, not that it needs saving because it's been cryptos re, uh, revitalized the entire Twitter ecosystem.
0: Sure. And, and you know, does he, does Twitter, if you're sitting there, I mean, do you get a better offer than that? Uh. Potentially, I
1: don't know if you get a cash offer better than that, right? Um, I mean, thirty-seven billion, all things considered, it's a pretty good deal. Um, I think there's a little bit of uh, there's a little bit of backchanneling going on because I know that if you saw last week, Jack Dorsey and Elon actually just inked a deal between Block and Tesla in Texas um, to start collaborating on energy efficient Bitcoin mining. So they're definitely talking like offline, and now he makes a bid to buy Tesla or to buy Twitter. Um, I mean, the whole thing is, I love it. I think it's great. Give Elon more companies. Um, let him, let,
0: let, let, let him do his thing. You're getting we got to get you an Elon t-shirt at some point. All right. You're here for sports gambling yeah, sports I'm gonna, majoring, yeah. and the sports industry, uh, conversation, a little bit of flavor though, from the business world that's always mixed in and all views on the guaranteed money podcast and the guests on this podcast are purely opinion. You should not treat any opinions expressed by us or our guests as investment advice. The views on this podcast are solely intended to be informational or not investment advice. Uh, let's, let's start off (laughs) nailed that one. Uh, let's start off with, uh, fanatics because this is a company we've, we've been talking about and talking about and talking about on the heels of a, a recent funding round that went quite well. It values the company at about $27 billion. Uh, they're still not expected to go public at least until next year. Although I guess what I would say is it doesn't seem like they're in any rush here. This is a very successful company. I know they're sniffing all around the sports gambling and sports wagering space, buying certain tech up in order to make that launch. They're not going to buy the company win bet that we've talked about on this show. Uh, a, a good move for fanatics here for them to kind of sit on the sidelines and wait and watch what's happening. Yeah, I mean, Mike Rubin.
1: Not to – actually, the Elon Musk thing actually segues into this well because, I mean, I think Elon – Mike Rubin is the Elon Musk of the sports and and collectible uh, sector. I mean, he's brilliant. He's built fanatics from the ground up. He's built it through aggressive and shrewd acquisitions. He just bought Tops and Panini, Mitchell and Ness. Um, he's bringing a ton of more assets into that, into that roll up. And he understands what's going on in the market right now. The reasons why I outlaid why you probably shouldn't expect, uh, DraftKings or FanDuel to go up in the near future are the same reasons why he's not going to put his asset on the market and put and 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 leave it to the leave it to the to the forces that be um to to control fanatics destiny when he's private he gets to control his destiny he can set the valuations he can go to the go to access capital when he needs to and he's gonna he's not gonna be at at the whims of of the of, of the market which i wouldn't want to be right now he's built an insane company the valuation's grown obscenely year over year um, for probably the past four or five years. And he's going to continue to do that, whether he's public or private, and he's going to wait for the perfect time. And then bam, he'll, he'll have a smashing IPO that I'm sure a lot of people want to get pieces
0: of. And, and, you know, they could be a massive player in the, in the sports wagering market when it comes to everybody kind of falling They're, to the sidelines. Yeah. And, you know, the waters have all been tested. The bonuses have all been handed out. Not every company is going to survive, as we know. Then you've got a big company like that coming in. I think for the casual observer, though, Anthony, when you look at a company like Fanatics, I'm I'm sure there are a lot of guys specifically. I don't mean to be stereotypical, but I know I used to get yeah. the pop-ups all the time. Like, this used to be the, the company that would just sell me a fucking football jersey. How did they get so big? How did we get from you're selling me merch to a point where you could be one of the biggest players in the world in this game and in this space. Because Mike
1: Rubin's a goddamn genius. (laughs) Um, I mean, I'm not not trying to be like a fanboy, but like when I'm sitting there building like only gems and when I'm sitting there like looking at who I want to basically kind of model the way that the company's built and like his insights into the sports memorabilia and his vision into the sports memorabilia and collectible sector, it's him. He understands it. He understands the consumer. He understands the technology, and he understands what, what how, how valuable the consumer is, and he's owned the consumer. Yeah, I, I didn't take Fanatic seriously three years ago. I was like, oh, they sell jerseys, they sell hats, they sell fucking bobbleheads. It's now a full blown tech company um, that's servicing every facet of the collectibles industry, fr- from a memorabilia to a card perspective to everything. Um, I mean, it, it's it's literally the reason is 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 Mike Rubin. That is the single reason why Fanatics is now considered a, a a tech powerhouse as well as the leader in collectibles and sports memorabilia.
0: Because this feels to me like, you know, when you going on an airplane and you go through the, like, the Delta in-flight magazine and you've got that, that funky little thing that sells like the massive yeah. fucking pencil and the big tennis ball. Yeah. And it would be the equivalent of that company all of a sudden ruling the world one day. I just don't know where you came from. And here you are. I didn't know that the, the sales for big pencils was so hot. But here we are.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, the products that they're that they're selling weren't that novel. But if you wanted a jersey and if you want an authentic jersey and a personalized jersey, you go to Fanatics. Pretty soon, if you want autographed memorabilia, the only place you're going to be able to buy it is Fanatics. He's locking up athletes for exclusive signature deals. So if you want... And I'm just naming off players. None of these players are necessarily exclusive right now. But if you want, like, Ken Griffey Jr., Barry Bonds, Dan Marino, LeBron James, like he's going out there right now and putting pen to paper and signing exclusive deals that he basically owns their signature, but he's paying them handsomely. Um, he's got the consumer. He's got the outlet to drive product. And I mean, those those deals make sense when you when you're vertically integrated and you own every part of the chain, such as what he does.
0: Have you ever bought a giant pencil?
1: No, hmm. no, I've not. A lightsaber, infinity gauntlet, ton of <laughs> bunch of random things off of uh, the equivalent to those
0: magazines, but never a giant pencil. I always wonder. First of all, those things are geared towards people who have pets. Always, yeah. Like there's a whole fucking yeah, yeah. section. Yeah. Like I'm sitting in the plane. Yeah. I'm like, really? There's like, how many pet sweaters could you possibly have? Oh, a lot. And it's like that's a amazing. super and like a super high tech litter box. Yeah, uh, exactly. That's like in there for like five hundred bucks. You'll never know your cat went to the bathroom. Wow, it's amazing. Uh, I got this. Yeah. I got this uh, in my Instagram feed the other day and I thought, you know, this is a worthwhile conversation because a lot of the time what we do here on Guaranteed Money is we talk about what's to come, what the future looks like, what you can expect coming down the road. That way you can you can plan accordingly. You can make investment decisions, again, on your own accordingly as to where the world is headed. But I thought this was really interesting. Uh, they listed out the master's prize money in ETH. So you would have, let's say, Justin Thomas, who finished sixth. Uh, 148 ETH, which would have been when this was written, 450K. Scotty Scheffler had he won, uh, when he won, he would have got a 891 yeah. ETH, and, and that would have been 2.7 million, which is what he took home. I know it, it's it, we're just comparing dollar figures to dollar figures, essentially, but I think it speaks to a bigger narrative when things like this are being written that we could have, yeah. for example, a Crypto.com sporting event where all of the athletes are not not paid in USD or not paid in whatever the, the m- dollar amount is that's going in that country, but paid in crypto instead. Am I crazy to think that that could happen within a calendar year?
1: Uh, to the extent that you just explained, yeah, I'd be a little bit surprised if that happened within a calendar year. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if something like the Saudi Golf League um, brings in like a big crypto sponsor and they potentially did something like this. Like the prize pool was given in crypto Um, we've seen athletes take their paychecks in crypto obj took his entire contract in bitcoin with the rams he got torched Um, but regardless he took it in crypto Um, i think there's a lot of use cases in crypto it's going to be used for prize pools and for compensation um, moving into the future there's actually a segment this morning on cnbc that was basically making a case on how um, el salvador made bitcoin their national currency Right. And how people aren't actually using it which kind of made me made me furious because if you look at ethereum and you look at other cryptocurrencies they're being transacted to in the billions of dollars a month with nfts with blockchain gaming i mean there are use cases where these where, where, where these currencies are used as a transfer of value or a use of means for buying something it's not necessarily the one use case that they did but i do think yes um, I think more athletes are going to take their paychecks in, in crypto. And I think you can see something like a tournament that's exclusively paid out, uh, in crypto in the future. If it's within the next year, that'd be awesome, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's not.
0: Why do you, why do you think that is in El Salvador? Not to go too far afield and too far off topic, but why do you think that is that people aren't warming up to it the way that it was expected to be?
1: So El Salvador is a third world country. So I would be willing to bet that when you're talking and where they were going, they were going to like bodegas, they were going to supermarkets, they were going to like lower end shops. I would be willing to bet that regardless of what those people see, as far as El Salvador bringing Bitcoin online as a national currency, they're probably not very well educated on crypto. They don't know. They probably don't understand how to spin up a Coinbase merchant account (laughs) and start taking Bitcoin when they probably don't even have a digital terminal from their, from their point of sale. Like I'm all for making arguments against the use case in crypto. It's got slow transaction speeds. It's uh, it takes a lot of energy expenditure. Like I'm all for a dialogue that, and a narrative that is counter crypto, but make the fucking arguments like valid. Like don't, don't, don't make them in a vacuum in a super special use case to where I probably could have just busted up their thesis with two statements. Um, I, I, there is a broad adoption of crypto. It's used a lot in payments. It's used a lot in transactions. I've used it to probably buy half of the cards that I, the, the, the sports cards that I own. I've bought them in crypto from individuals. I mean, crypto's alive and well, it's being used in for transactional purposes. And I mean, the naysayers just like to pigeonhole certain facets of it to make their case. And they can make their case at that point in time, but it's like Swiss cheese. You could uh, dissect it right away.
0: Yeah, it kind of feels like the the electric vehicle argument. If you know, if you if you introduce a whole yeah. a fleet of electric vehicles to a country, but you don't have any charging stations anywhere for anybody to get access to them, well, how the fuck do you expect them to, to drive around and and make Correct. use of the electric car? Right, it's kind of got that vibe to it. So yeah, that makes the, a lot of you need sense.
1: Infrastru- you, need, you need the infrastructure. Yeah, the infrastructure has to be there. You can't just blindly bring a technological advancement online and say, "Hey, let's get it mass adoption," without saying, "Hey." Let's deploy capital to build out the infrastructure to actually use it. It's 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 completely counterintuitive.
0: A couple minutes, we're going to get to our uh, NBA conversation. Uh, we were red hot when it came to the play in games, although I've got some I've got some oh, yeah. conversation I want to have about the play in games themselves. I'll, I'll hold off on that for a second, uh, because I want to talk about, you know, this feels like a very UN United Nations kind of uh, conversation today. But obviously, we just talked about El Salvador. And I want to just talk a little bit about Kenya. I was reading this article today. And I'll tie it right back to a conversation the two of us had. We had just finished breakfast. I think we were in the Bellagio. We had just walked to the sports book. You'll remember this. There was a lineup. This was the first day, of, second day of March Madness. First day of March Madness, and there was a lineup to the to the window of people wanting to place bets on the first games at the window. Yeah. And you looked at me, and you're like, "There's a there's a kiosk right there. Why are these people not using the kiosk?" I walked up to the kiosk. My bet was done. Thirty seconds. I was done. But then we had a bigger conversation about how how crypto could maybe you know, advance that completely, that yeah. entire user experience. And there's a story out today talking about Kenya, the country that gave birth to the to Africa's first mobile money service called M-Pesa. And it's often called Africa's Silicon Savannah. And basically yeah. the regional tech powerhouse in, in Kenya. And what they found was 84% of Kenyan youth that were polled had actually tried sports betting one third of those reported betting at least on a daily basis. And the reason was, well, they were able to on their phone because they had digital currency and were able to do so easily. And I thought to myself, first of all, my co-host is fucking brilliant. And that's great because you just basically, you know, you should you should be taking the Kenyan model and putting it right across North America yeah, right yeah. now. But that does tell you a lot, doesn't it?
1: I mean, it allow it, crypto and digital payments allow the bankless to be banked. I mean, the fact that I don't need to go to a bank, which we could have an entire episode on banks, on why I hate them every time I walk into one. It just enhances my conviction on cryptocurrencies and digital payments. But all you need is a phone. All you need is a phone and a digital wallet, and you can transact. So whether you're in the middle of Kenya, whether you're in Colombia, whether you're in New York, you can have a a, a wallet with currency in it at any point in time that is seamless and borderless. So, I mean, it gives people the power to spend, which is one of the main reasons why I th- thought it was so interesting in the first place. And I mean, if you look at Africa, there's a lot of technological advancement going on in Africa, um, that from, from sports betting to crypto, to, uh, to crypto-based banks, to DeFi. I mean, there's a ton of innovation that's going on there that doesn't really get picked up by this side of the world, unfortunately. Um, it takes some real digging um, to find it. But I mean, it's it, it, it's where it's going, and it's the biggest it's the biggest argument and the biggest use case for uh, cryptocurrencies. Yeah, is and bringing... that 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 notion that it can literally just empower people with from a spending perspective right away?
0: It, it, it's weird to me because when I looked at the kiosk, just to go back to the gambling example for a second, I thought to myself, this is sort of the. This is sort of the middle ground, the middle step that will just be completely eliminated. You're never going to convince the people up at the counter making bets that crypto is the way to go. I mean, you could talk to your blue in the face. You might get 2% of them to come over and convert. The kiosk is sort of the middle ground model for a generation. that's like, okay, well, I can understand how to do that. But that generation that would be at the kiosk probably would be adaptable to go to do the crypto thing on their phone anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's going there. I'm assuming if I had to guess, someone like a Circa would probably roll it out first. Um, just judging by their sports book and the way everything looked in that casino, yeah. it looks like they're probably on the cutting edge of, of technology. I mean, from a digital experience, if you're a company and you're not on mobile and your entire experience cannot be captured on the phone, you're losing out and you're, and you're not efficient in, in today's age. Like sports books are great, but sports books in those tables should have an interface that either you can plug into or it's, or their app controls everything. There is absolutely no reason that the app or uh, a native app for any of those sports books should control their entire wagering um, experience with the exception of it's probably still a heavy cash based business, especially as people are gambling and especially as as people don't, they want to circumvent Uncle Sam to some degree. Um, That's probably the only barrier. But Sportsbooks, as far as I'm concerned, that kiosk is the middle ground. The next step is a complete digital experience that's captured on mobile that you can take anywhere with you and also engage with it while you're on site at the sportsbook.
0: Yeah, it's interesting you say that because I think it's either Cosmo or Aria. They will. There's one particular room, one particular sportsbook you can go in and you can put a whole bunch of cash on. It looks like a basically like a little controller that you sit with and you can in-game bet. But you have to still use cash. And there's still somebody that you actually have to pay to load it up onto an account. So they're still not there yet. But with what you're saying, I think it's only a matter of time before that's that's what that experience looks like. Yeah.
1: I mean, we were sitting at that bar watching the UNC game with those stupid betting machines like the seven card poker. Like, why can't you have a machine like that that takes cash, gives you credits, allows you to make a bet and then pays out a ticket? That user experience doesn't seem very difficult. (laughs) All you're doing is accepting dollar bills.
0: You're already doing it at the hotel bar. Yeah. Where there I mean, may or correct. may not be uh, six prostitutes who work the overnight shift sitting beside okay. us in a very uncomfortable C- fashion. C- 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 that, that was
1: making me very uncomfortable at nine o'clock in the morning. Um, <laughs> but, but, but at the same t- yeah, that was. And you could just see the storyline unfolding yeah. um, as to what's going on. The but pimp the, didn't um, help. yeah, I mean, the it, pimp didn't help. No, 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 no. They're, Vegas, you see some weird people early in
0: the morning. And we're early morning guys, so we certainly saw our share yeah. of it. Yeah, uh, and I'm up at like 5 a.m. when I'm there. I ah, that's you know. That's, that's the thing about, I don't know. I just think, I don't understand why people waste so many hours sleeping and, and whatnot, but that's another conversation for another yeah. day. Uh, the NBA play-in games. I've watched over the last uh, two days, and let me I'd say two things on it. One, we were, I think we were three and one. We whiffed on Atlanta completely. Although you, you did say Atlanta would likely win, man. They won in dominant fashion. It didn't even look like Charlotte yeah. had a basketball team on the court half the time. No, uh, Pelicans did what they, we thought they were going to do against the Spurs. Uh, we were right, right on the, the, the mark on the, the first two games as well. The Cavaliers did keep it within that spread. As we said right here on guaranteed money that they were going to keep it within that spread and that spread got to nine and a half, ten 10 at some shops. Yeah, yeah. Going into that game before tip-off. So you would have been uh, doing well if you had bet against Brooklyn. Uh, I actually I actually bought, because you can actually buy lines. I don't know if people know that, but certain, uh, and shop around. That's what I always tell people. Shop around for oh, yeah, yeah. the best value. You can actually buy your line down. And Anthony, you and I were doing that a lot while we were down in, in Vegas. I bought it down to seven. I caught, okay. it, I caught an eight and a half, bought it down to seven. The game ended at seven. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I now, sat. Now,
1: you can still, can you still push? On those bot lines,
0: yeah, you can you can push on okay, them. And yeah. I had it, I had it in a in a little two team parlay. Nothing much, just a little sprinkle. But can I just say about the N- the NBA in games? I don't like them. I think we need to do away with. I love this. them. Do you really? Because I think it's oh, just no, the actually, worst. I love it's them. It's good. It's good basketball teams between. But then I start to get excited about the fact, like, oh, Atlanta's great. Look at how great they are. No, you just beat Charlotte, and Charlotte was shit. They were the ninth team. You know, their tenth team that didn't get in i just i don't like correct it i mean it adds a little
1: it, 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 i think it adds a little novelty and truth be told i didn't understand i didn't know until this morning um that there's actually another play-in game yeah. where the loser from the 7-8 plays the winner of the 9-10 to actually get in i had no idea that that actually happened
0: oh this is some beautiful um, mind shit. This like I, this
1: is I, I don't even i don't even think i don't even think yahoo knows that it's going on because yahoo's app doesn't have the games scheduled for friday right it's kind of crazy um but i'm I, I think it's entertaining the one thing that i can take away from these playing games i don't want to fucking see the nets at all and anywhere in the playoffs no well,
0: they got the Celtics. no no no, no, no. kevin durant,
1: if kevin durant and kyrie irving play like that they're not well, they're not losing but here's, not the, okay, but here's the like okay. Sure, like but here's the thing: you're like that. No way. You're,
0: they're going to regress towards the mean. There is no way in hell they're going to be able to play like that. How many seven game series against you, the Celtics? Oh,
1: I I think they can. You're you're, okay, you're I, telling me that arguably two two of the top ten players in the NBA are going to regress to the mean when it's the most important time of the season? I, yeah, I, I don't think so.
0: I do. No. I do. In fact, I, I already, no. I've Andre already Truman up. looked
1: like a goddamn all. Have you?
0: I've already loaded up on the Boston Celtics to win Game One. I've got them minus four. I've got them on the money line. I got them at minus one seventy five. I think it sits at one eighty five right now. I've got them to win the series. If I could, I would probably take them to win the. I'm going to take the Nets. I'm,
1: I'm betting on the Nets. I'm, I'm betting on the Nets to win the series, just to go against <sighs> you on that. And I okay, hundred percent. I'm, I'm going to put that in. I'm going to put
0: that in now. Okay, because I, I think hate it's
1: the Celt- I, dude. I, I, I listen. I hate I'm a Lakers Celtics. fan. I'm
0: a Lakers fan. I hate I, the Celtics. Yeah. I like money. I like money a lot. I would roll around and bathe <sighs> in money if I could right now. So the Celtics, whoever it is, <sighs> I mean, the Celtics are the better team here, and there's a reason the I Nets are in that play-in game.
1: They don't have the better players. The two best players on the court in that series are on the Nets.
0: True, but there's have the no better, Jason I Tatum. They have the better coach. Jason Tatum
1: is J- 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 Jason Tatum's a good player, but he is not. In the same stratosphere as kyrie irving or kevin durant
0: the other series That's I'm just... excited. About, the other series i'm excited about is the t wolves because i liked what i saw although, he- oh yeah man the emotion in that yeah. place it looked like they had won the nba championship at the end you've got pbev you yeah, got yeah. patrick beverly standing up on tables you got people ripping their shirts off yeah. kissing their girlfriends playing we are the champions like the team's got energy i wonder if they've just kind of blown out that energy a little too much in that victory that they had the other night and now they might live to regret it against the Memphis Grizzlies.
1: The Grizzlies are going to be hard to beat. I mean, I think the Grizzlies are going to be very hard to beat. If you get the Carl Anthony Towns that you got two nights ago, you're getting swept by the Grizzlies, um, regardless of what Ant-Man and, and the rest of the team does. Um, you need a dialed-in ath- uh, all-star Carl Anthony Towns to beat the Grizzlies because John Morant's going to go off. Yeah, um, Jaw's going to go off. That entire team's dialed in. That entire team is super athletic. Um, I'm actually excited to see that series the most um, just because of jaw and, uh, and Anthony Edwards, which is a statement for the future
0: of the NBA, because
1: those are two young guns that are going to be around for a very long time.
0: Line opens at seven. Uh, sorry, it didn't open at seven. but It stands at seven right now for game one. That's on, uh, I guess that's on Saturday uh, at three o'clock yeah. Eastern time, three thirty Eastern time. So it's Grizzlies minus seven. That line looks a little inflated for me i'm not touching it no i'd feel more comfortable if that was coming down to about a six five and a half six for me uh but at seven i probably won't touch the game i will certainly take a stab at the grizzlies to win that series because i think they're going to get that uh the other big one that i'm excited about because i think i actually have tickets to one of these games is uh the raptors and the 76ers i think this thing is going to be an absolute war the raptors made the playoffs I'm sorry, Is he talking to me? I can't I can't hear him. What did he say? I forgot about what that. Did you, what did he say? I forgot about that. What do you mean the Raptors made the playoffs? It's I like forgot, the four or five
1: series that. in this. I know. I know. They got they've got I just, great. They're like an after yeah, Scott like Scotty like Barnes means me.
0: business. Pascal Siakam, still a lot of pedigree with the championship team that was here a couple of years ago. Fred Van Vliet's in the mix, of course. I think that's going to be a war of a series, and I love I love love love. The Toronto Raptors to win Game One of this series in Philadelphia at plus one fifty five. Oh. Give me that all day. I'll lap that up like a cat of milk. Are you? Yeah, yeah. I, you have no wait. Uh, why was it with this Raptors hate all of a sudden? Where did this I come hate from? The, I
1: hate the. I hate. I hate the Raptors. Is it because I the hate goofy the Raptors? Name? No, it's because I fucking lost a lot of money when they beat the Warriors. Well, oh, call finals, him. we didn't know
0: each other at the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I kept betting against them. Um, especially in Game Five when K- when KD came back and then got hurt again, um, that was uh, yeah, I yeah I can't
0: stand the Raptors. It's great great times in Toronto back then. Uh, but it's playoff
1: it's playoff time now. So as far as the Eastern Conference goes, it's for me it's the Heat or
0: bust. I don't care who i don't care who it is in front of us yeah and i think that's the bigger conversation and maybe we we sort of wind down with that i, I think the miami heat still have the best chance i can't believe how underrated they seemingly still come in as even though they won the conference in the it. regular season i i love it too it reminds yep. me of what happened last year with yeah. with phoenix and with milwaukee where you know they almost had imposter syndrome where people weren't buying into them yet they were telling everybody at every bar they showed up to, no, I'm 21, I can come in here. Hey, yeah. And they're like, mm, is that a fake idea? Or, eh, maybe you shouldn't be in here. No, they belong, well, and I think Miami belongs here. I think they do. Um, I think they do, to be honest. And this
1: is probably, I don't know if you're going to agree with me on this. I feel like the Phoenix Suns are the Gonzaga
0: of the NBA playoffs. Yeah. To an extent. Yeah, I think they get bounced. They're I think gonna they get, get bounced in the middle. They're going to get bounced in the middle of this playoff. I think yeah. they're going to get bounced. And do not listen. And if I am going to put one thing, and I am going to, I am going to, I am going to hope somebody clips this, and I want it to play on a loop. Do not write off the Golden State Warriors. Do not write no. off the Golden State Warriors. But people will, people will. They'll well, look Steph's at it kinda, is,
1: is Steph. Steph's not deemed healthy yet, though.
0: Not yet, but you know that's only a matter of yeah. time. You know, remember hey, they get past the Nuggets. Can,
1: yeah, they they get past the Nuggets in the first round, I think, without Steph. And
0: then hopefully Steph comes back. And that's going to be the narrative, right? Steph's going to come out of nowhere. Yeah. He'll be the savior. He'll make it to the finals. And, you know, I still, I'm still i still sitting on that future bet, and I still feel good about it. I still feel comfortable, although I have uh, yeah. put a little bit extra on Miami to win the whole thing, which will make you happy. I, I think that, you know, you got to watch out for the Golden State Warriors and see, you know, where all of that's going to shake out and, and, and lie. Let me just see if I can update at odds. You get plus 600 right now on the Golden State Warriors, which is not bad
1: that's not bad but Miami Heat are plus
0: 1200 they win the Eastern Conference regular season and they're plus 1200 to win the championship somebody's got to explain that to me people hate Jimmy Butler
1: the media hates Jimmy Butler I feel like a lot of the players and a lot of the guys in the league don't like Jimmy Butler Jimmy Butler doesn't get the respect that he that he deserves but I think a lot of people are also not considering the fact that Kyle Lowry I'll give him credit where credit's due is a fucking champ he's a champion he's been there before He's done it. He's won it. He's a leader. I mean, I didn't like Kyle Lowry when we first got him, but as the season progressed, he adds a lot to that team, a lot (laughs) to that team. And also look at Depot. Depot dropped 40 in the last game of the season, and Depot's going to be coming off the bench as maybe the seventh or eighth man. Um, I mean, they've got weapons and they're deep. That's who you want in the playoffs.
0: I love that you hate Kyle Lowry because he cut your throat two years ago. I couldn't.
1: I couldn't stand. I can't. I couldn't stand him. Uh, just very quickly, we'll, uh, let's end on this. Yeah, I like Be- him on my team.
0: Because next week or two weeks from now, I'm a guy who, by the way, got married uh, on the day of the NFL draft. I remember, like, my cousin was doing up my bow tie, and I wanted to see who the Bills were going to take, and I was hoping they were going to take Notre Dame's quarterback Rick Meyer at the time, and they took this. Uh, they took this little guy named Marshawn Lynch, and I couldn't stand the fact they took this running back named Marshawn Lynch. What an idiot I was. Uh, back then, but the NFL draft's coming up April 28th. It's going to be in Las Vegas. I think it's going to be like nothing we've ever seen before when it comes to the, the drama, the intrigue, the hype, the surroundings. Would somebody be a D gen if they bet on the NFL draft, or do you look at it as a good betting opportunity?
1: Oh, I think it's, I think it's entertaining to bet on hundred percent. I'm looking at this mock draft though. And this is a really interesting draft. I mean, it's defense tackle defense defense. Tackle, tackle, wide receiver. There's no QB in the top ten.
0: No, and you've got some great. You've got some great guys in the secondary. You've got some of the great, you know, greatest weapons we've seen in a long time. Yeah, Stingley,
1: Stingley's a stud. Um, and there's a lot. of... Damn, there's where's the first quarterback? It's a, you see, oh, it's they not, got you Malik Willis. Malik Willis from Liberty is that a D two or a JUCO school? No, going Liberty. to the Saints. Hold on, whose mock,
0: who's mock draft are you looking at? This is NFL.NFL.com. Well, who's doing it, though? Who's putting it out? Uh, it's
1: not Kuiper, which is probably a big mistake. We probably just Zirline. got some interns.
0: <laughs> Liberty's in Virginia. It's no a Christian Kiper. university. Is it?
1: Well, no yeah. disrespect to, to Liberty. I was not aware of your... Uh...
0: I was not aware of your pedigree and lineage, Liberty? Yeah. And they play D1, by the way.
1: Yeah, I mean Mel Kiper's D-1 got this guy, Malik Willis. Yeah, uh, Mel kuyper has got this guy going number six to the Panthers,
0: Malik Willis. Well, Malik Willis is a great player. Is he? Yes. Oh, I've, I've, dude, I, no, I he's probably, a great quarterback. Hey, listen, you know I no got a quarterback other... in Buffalo who went to Wyoming. Right. So you know, don't okay, sleep. He on also me,
1: happens I... to be. He also happens to be a six-six athletic phenomenon with a shotgun for an arm.
0: Yeah, I'm just he could have went to on Malik school. Willis.
1: Yeah. I mean, to, Josh Allen's my. I mean, I know I say I'm my favorite quarterback's Aaron Rodgers. Josh Allen is like there, and he like, says if that I as was starting a Dolphins team fan. or taking. Oh yeah, I love I love Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen's an amazing football player. Yeah, I mean I can't wait for him to win a to win a Super Bowl. Um, but yes, I mean Josh Allen to me is a is a freak. Um, in every every facet of the position for quarterback. And I can't tackle the guy.
0: I'm gonna get my buddy George to come on the show next week. He he does like deep dives into the draft. I'm gonna get him to get to get us some notes so we can go over it and see what he thinks. Because I don't like you. Basically, got like Rick the interns draft board in front of you. From I got
1: oh, I God. got Mel Kiper. I, I got I got Mel Kiper's big board on here right now.
0: Yeah, there he's is got Hutchinson one going back
1: in the top. Yeah, he's got Hutch one. He's got Sauce Gardner going two. Trayvon yeah, okay. Walker. Trayvon Walker could be the first pick. Could have been the first pick of the draft um from georgia he was a nightmare yeah um mel kuyper's got one qb in the first round
0: yeah it's not a great year for for qbs i mean what are you going to do you've got you know what's crazy is is that
1: means that means it's not going to be a very good year for actually not means but that means it's going to be a very volatile year for the card collectors in line with this class because there's no bona fide guys and now people are going to have to speculate on who the new QB class is going to be coming in after this year. Because the weird thing is in cards, a lot of the position players and yeah. skill players, they don't see price appreciation like quarterbacks. Quarterbacks are like the, uh, like, it's like quarterbacks are bust. Um, even if you're like Chase Young, um, like a lot of guys, the the, the the high, high priced cards are all QBs. Um, it's very concentrated at the top and people go crazy. Oh, Kenny Pickett, number That's 20. I was gonna so they say. got I was two just quarterbacks. About- yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. him going to
0: the Steelers, and I would invest yeah. in his card tomorrow Steelers. if I were you. Yesterday. Correct. If you can, if you can find Kenny Pickett yeah. cards, go and get him now. Go and get him now. Yeah. I, I mean, I've watched was, him his entire he, college career.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've seen him, too, because they did a pit play Miami every year. Yeah, uh, he's a grinder. So yeah,
0: I know him. Oh, yeah. he's 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 got talent. He's going to be good. All right. We could probably talk until uh, you know, tomorrow, but we got to end this show at some <laughs> <Yeah>. point. So <laughs> yeah. that's a good problem to have, isn't it? the two of us just yeah, shooting yeah. the shit until uh okay wow wow where did the time we just go just put it on a
1: live we could put it on a live stream and just have people just cycling in
0: yeah our wives just bringing us food hanging out yeah. eating us, making sure exactly. we uh, got sustenance all right uh this has been guaranteed money from the fine folks at TDR uh if you've got a draft pick that you're looking at somebody we may have missed something that you're looking at when it comes to betting on the draft or you know maybe even answer the question for us do you think that betting on the draft is something you'd be interested in Is this something you might be interested in? Uh, You can put it in the comments uh, on YouTube as well. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to interact with you. This has been Guaranteed Money. Anthony, thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Talk soon. Subscribe to Guaranteed Money wherever you get your podcasts and find out more details at thedalesreport.com. Don't forget also to check out our YouTube channel for more content.